0: I've been the subject of a family feud my entire life. When I was about three or four years old, my parents started to divorce. Something took place during the divorce that would solidify me and my sister as basically the scapegoats stuck in the middle of my mother and father's hatred towards each other. But it wasn't like it just lasted a couple of years or a few years during the divorce. It's been an entire lifetime, and I've actually only really started to see how they've used my, me and my sister to get back at each other. Um, now, my father is a narcissist, mentally abusive, physically abusive, very controlling, very controlling, And growing up, living inside his houses, looking back now, was really like being in hell. Um, He would just go on these absolute rampages. And if you were in his way, no matter who you were, man, female, kid, adult, he would barrel you over. Uh, Very mean, very aggressive. Um, and he was the type of father who, when he beat you, it was uh, no mercy. Even if you said stop or mercy or please stop, he would do it more. Um, in fact, a lot of the beatings that I witnessed my sister go through, you see, he used to beat on my sister when she was about 11 years old. Uh, and my sister is four years older than me. So I was about 7 or 8 when all this kind of, I remember it taking place. But when she was about 11 years old, he would beat her so bad. Um, like throwing her through drywall and stuff like this. Just really, really, really brutally, like brutalizing this little girl. Um, there was one particular time which, there hasn't been many days in my life Um that have gone by without me thinking about this. I remember him uh, beating her so badly one time. She had snuck out, and she was sneaking back in through her window, and he caught her sneaking back in through her window, and he smashed the window down on her. It was one of those slide-up windows, like the old-style windows. The window pane actually broke, cut her up, so there's blood everywhere, so it, it just looks really bad, and he just started pummeling her. My stepmother didn't really do anything. She would yell at him to stop and stuff, but she never called the police. Never, ever, right? She's like the typical enabler. Um, She just enabled all the behavior, but I digress a little. This particular beating was the one that I feel changed. um, It just really changed a lot of things for me. It it created some really deep wounding that I've really uh, gone into try and resolve these past uh, few years. But this particular beating, he had her pinned to the ground and he was smashing her head against the ground, an 11-year-old girl. And it was like watching Mike Tyson beat up a little girl. And I remember telling him to leave her alone and I ran up to him and I grabbed him and he just picked me up and threw me into the wall like a little rag doll. I remember he threw me so high against the wall, like I, it's like I practically hit the ceiling And I remember him turning around and looking at me. And his eyes were beat red. And it was like this moment that we had. And it was this moment where I feel like he knew what I now knew about him. And I've always thought about that moment. And I honestly feel that he's had it out for me ever since then. right? He's done multiple things in my life to stop me from succeeding my father's in the music business he's very well known um at what he does and i've always been in the music business and it's just been uh it's been very hard for me to succeed though in the music business because of him and it's because of what i saw he's afraid of what i'll say so this is what i've dealt with with my father My entire life. But he's just basically a big coward. He likes my sister to stay... See, my sister has been suffering um, with mental illness, drug abuse, all sorts of stuff her entire life. Um, It's been an ongoing thing. She's alienated herself from all her friends and family. She's in a really bad state. And she's got two kids of her own, which are basically... uh, It's history repeating itself, right? I'm watching... Uh, my 15 year old nephew and my niece, who I think is uh, seven or eight. And it's exactly the same dynamic, right? Even their dad, it's a very similar dynamic between my sister and the kid's dad and my mother and father. So then my mother, my mother's this covert narcissist. The most manipulative person I've ever known in my life. And the reason why I say that is because it's actually only been till recently that I've actually really noticed how truly, truly trifling and evil she is. I don't know why it's taken me so long, but it was just like she was kind of the head of the snake for me. I attracted all these women that really mirror reflections of her. People that were always cheating on me. People that were lying to me gaslighting me, accusing me of stuff I never did. Um, This is all stuff she did to my father, I'm sure of it. And she still does. Uh, She's one of these women, she's an elderly woman, single woman who's always been alone for the most part. And there's always these stories she's telling me about how she's had some sort of falling out with one of her friends or family members and it's always over some trifling shit she does to them. It's like she is the type of person who, in her old age, will start going after her best friend's husbands and stuff. People she's known for decades. This sort of trifling, disgusting behavior. You know, I wouldn't really care about any of that. But it all compounds together to make up for this person that she is. What she has really started to do over the past few years, I don't know if it's if she's just starting to lose her mind a bit in her old age, but she has my sister or she has me and my sister followed. She used to have my sister and my mom live in Australia, I live in America, but my sister and mom do not talk as far as I know. Um, And my sister's always trying to get away from my mom, and I never really understood why until recently. Uh, My mother has Munchausen Syndrome, I'm pretty sure of it. Um, She likes everybody around her to be sick, so she feels like she's a little bit better than everybody else, right? She's never achieved anything in her life. She's never done any internal work on herself, ever. Nothing. And the more that I've done over the past few years, it's like I've noticed she's not proud or happy, the more I would succeed, the better I would become, um, th- the more centered I would become in myself, and the, m- the more I became a man. None of her congratulations ever stuck. It was always, it always made me feel like if I would talk to her on the phone, I'd get off the phone And in my mind, I'm thinking, man, I wish I just didn't even tell her that or discuss that with her or tell her about this great thing that just happened because she always has a way of taking the victory away from you, right? Now, to get a little bit more into the psychology of my mother is quite interesting. You see, as as long as I can remember, I remember uh, as a little kid, there was always... Conversation about her psychology And I would always hear these things like Oh so and so is crazy In reference to my mother People would say this and blah 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 And um You know she hit it so well And she never like sought out any sort of therapy She would always meet any stuff like that With oh I'm too old to go and do that now But the interesting thing is She was saying this stuff when she was Younger than I am now Um You know saying lines like uh, I'm too old to go get therapy when she was in her mid 30s stuff like this right and as a little kid I just thought oh okay so I grew up thinking that there's like an expiry on when you can actually do work on yourself or get help for any sort of um, mental illnesses you might have anyway as time has gone on I've I've really started to I guess self-diagnose my mother that's what you would call it I'm by no means a uh, licensed therapist or anything I just have a really good sense of how human psychology works and I've come to understand this through spirituality um, and the occult and astrology so this is how I I go to more like Roots systems that have been around forever to understand the psychology of people. And quite honestly, you don't need to have a degree to understand uh, the sicknesses that my mother has. But she's managed to evade getting any sort of help for her mental illness. And now it's gotten to the point where I truly feel that she's reached the end of the road. Um, She's created wedges with every single person on uh, her side of the family, her brothers, sisters, uh, my cousins, every single person. There's not one person on my mother's side of the family that is not in some sort of um, disagreement or fallout with her. And it's all because of her. She has this way of gaslighting and these pathological lies that she makes up. And it's all to make her feel. It's all about making herself feel better than somebody else. She cannot feel lower than anybody else. Textbook narcissism. The gaslighting is like nothing I've ever witnessed before. And um, the reason why, you know, I would say that my mother really does take the cake for all of these because all the people I've attracted through my life in relationships and even in friends that hold the same energy signature to her, she's the best at it. Right? Because she's like kept me fooled for so long until recently. And just got to the point where I really felt like God entered into my life to really wake me up to see all this so I could speak about it and really get to the bottom of um, what's been going on in my family. But as far as I'm concerned, um, my mother's a pathological liar. She's a sociopath. She loves, absolutely loves watching things. People suffer. And the reason why I say things is because there's a cruelty in her, right? She's the type of person, and this is a little bit of a funny example here, but hear me out. She's the type of person who will keep overfeeding a bird, right? Keep overfeeding all the birds in her backyard until they explode and die, right? Even when you say to her, hey, you shouldn't feed the the birds all that stuff you're feeding them. You know, they're, they're, uh, swarming your backyard now. They're all really fat and they're going to die. She just keeps doing it. It's really, really strange. So she has this like sociopathic, um, psychopath behavior. Um, and I'm not saying psychopath to be cute. She really is a textbook psychopath, um, And what I found, like, I used to think that my mother was a very, very giving, generous person. But what I started to realize was, is that, um, see, she would overgive for people. Like, say it's somebody's wedding or birthday or something. And my mother is, is middle class, okay? She's been a receptionist all her life. So, but she's the type of person who... If there was like a cousin of mine that had a birthday or something, she would go and like overgive, like give them thousands of dollars. Like, why? What are you doing? You know? And the reason why she does this is to make up for all the trifling shit she does for everybody behind the scenes because I've actually seen her do it. Um, When I was younger, she used to steal from me a lot. I remember I flew out to Australia and I spent my 21st birthday out there and all my relatives came. And uh, on my 21st birthday, they gave me money. And this is just one little example of something I'm going to use here. So when I flew back to America, my mother said, hey, let me hold on to that money for, for you, and I'll transfer it over to you in a couple of weeks when the, the uh, Australian dollar is a bit stronger against the American dollar. Basically meaning, wait until the currency conversion is a little better so I can get more for my money. This one particular uh, example that I'm telling you here caused me and my mother to not talk. I think it was for like five years because it got to the point where she stole the money from, my, from me, never sent it to me, and then rather than um, reach out to me and talk to me, she just stopped talking to me for four or five years, right, like this sort of thing. And there was another thing she did. When I was 17, I flew out to Australia to visit her and family. And it was my birthday. Typically, I would go to Australia every few years on around my birthdays and visit. And I remember uh, we went into uh, the city in Australia, in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, I I asked for a pair of Air Jordan shoes. So we went to Foot Locker, and my mom said, hey, why don't you try those shoes on? So I tried the shoes on, and she said, why don't you go walk around outside and see how they are? And I was like, okay. So I'm walking around outside, and then she came outside, and she said, run, I'll race you. And I was like, oh, okay. So we started running, and little did I know at the time, I didn't realize until a little while after, I actually just stole a pair of shoes, right? It's this sort of behaviors, you know? Um, there was a couple of things that happened when I was a kid, um, where my mother and father were always trying to, to get back at each other, like outdo the other person. So like when I was about four or five years old, my parents started having this divorce take place. We were living in London. I lived in London. That's where I was born. My father at this point was already with my stepmother and my father and stepmother took me and my sister and moved to Los Angeles, and my father started started his career. He took us there um, without my mother knowing, so it could have been seen as like a, a bit of a, like a, a kidnapping thing, you know. You know, looking back now, um, I actually don't blame my father. I mean, as My father's got all sorts of other anger issues and all this stuff. I don't know if he's really worked through any of this stuff. I really don't know. I don't talk to him at all. We haven't spoken in a few years, and I'll get to why. But he's just this big coward. You know, he's never done the right thing by my sister. Um, He's had many opportunities, too. And it's sort of this thing where it's kind of like, man, is he ever going to, like, fix that? Anyway, I digress. I'll get back into that. But with my mother, I I see now why my father took us away from her. She has this mental illness that is so deeply rooted. And see, the thing is about mental illness. There's two kinds of people that have mental illness. There's, There's the kind of people that understand that they have mental illness and they treat it. And then there's the people who don't treat it and they make every single person that they come in contact with suffer. Now, when you're born, born through somebody who has a mental illness, and they program you, it's very hard to actually see, like to step outside of that that fishbowl, so to speak, and see the mental illness. It's like I said, it's taken me decades to see it, and it's really scary what she did, right? It's like every time in my life I've tried to succeed, and I'm I'm somebody who. Uh, works very hard, and I, I really, really shoot for the stars when, um, you know, I'm doing things in my career. But she has a way of always um, meeting all of that with some sort of... It's like she has a way of taking the wind out of my sails. And I never really saw how she could have that power But now it makes sense. It's because she programmed me. You know, it's like, I guess, you know, I'm Frankenstein. You know? Um, And so is my sister. But I became hip to it all, and uh, very different days now. Anyway, my mother suffers with many, many, many deep-rooted mental illnesses. Uh, She's a very, very dark person. So basically, just to recap, She's a covert narcissist, a pathological liar, uh, of like nothing I've ever seen before. She's the worst gaslighter that I've... One of the worst gaslighters I've ever come across. She is so good at it. You know, if there was like a competition for this, she'd probably win. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, there's so many other things that she has going on with her mental faculties, but... There's been things that she started to do the, the past few years like stalking me, stalking my sister. She would talk about how she was going to have my sister followed because my sister would try and move away um, to different cities in Australia to get away from my mother. And she would uh, – my sister would stop the kids from seeing her. And I never understood that until now. Uh, my mother's a horrible influence on my sister's kids. Um And I understand now why my sister doesn't want her kids around my mother. Uh, If I ever have kids, they will never meet my mother. I will never let her ever be in the same room as my kids. Uh, She really is that demon, right? The self-pitying demon. They'll sit there and woe is me and cry. But as soon as you turn around, you better... She's reaching for the biggest rock she can find, and she's gonna hurl that motherfucker at you, and then she's gonna hide her hand, right? This is her. So she hides behind that, but she can't anymore. Okay? I've seen right through it, and I served her her tea. Uh, but really the past few years, I've um, I've started to witness this uh, it's like an increase in this mental illness she said to me on multiple occasions over the past couple years I wish your sister would just fucking die so I can take her kids you know those kids have a father and they also have another grandmother and grandfather who are married so chances are there would be other people that those kids would go to if anything ever happened to my sister before her. But it's just this mental illness. Like, she thinks that she owns my sister, owns me, owns my sister's kids. Should have a say-so or get a say-so in however anybody gets gets to live their life. Right? It's this disgusting, trifling fucking behavior. You know, as much as a narcissist, a mental abuser that my father is, he's managed to kind of keep himself away. I don't know if it's because he's maybe facing his own demons in his older age and, you know, maybe he's trying to come to terms with all that. I don't know. I can't psychoanalyze him. But he doesn't do stuff like this. Um, Not that I know of anyway. But I started to... um, have this weird stuff occur around me over the course of the past couple of years since I've really started to wake up and um, I would discuss with her things that I'm going through as I've been waking up and and things that I'm becoming privy to in the family and I was really starting to wake up to uh, my father's psychology and I would share this with her and she was all about it. She loved hearing about it, right? She really wanted me to go after my father. She would talk about Um, oh, you should destroy his career and this and that for doing this, this, and that, right? And she would make comments like, oh, I should go after him for all the abuse he put me through in the 70s, right? Like, my mom is a totally insignificant person in this fucking world, okay? This is just the sad truth of it, but she thinks that people would actually give a fuck what happened to her. The biggest gaslighting, pathological liar there is, right? Right? And you see, she's also like um, the definition of a boy who cried wolf, right? That's her. So there's been this this increase in activity around me the past year. Um, I've been going through these awakenings and I've had to isolate myself, uh, cut phone numbers off, not give people my addresses. But the one person that I would give my address and my phone number to was my mother, And I just noticed that things around me started to increase more. I've been followed. Last year, almost a year ago, I was shot at. I was shot at. Now, before I go accusing anybody in particular of of who I think this was, I do think that my mother may have had a hand in this. You see, back to my mother's self pitying, right? This is her. She wants to be the biggest victim that ever existed. Everything is, woe is me. Oh my God, how can anybody do this to me? She even talks about her, her, my auntie, my mom's sister, has been married to the same person for decades. They have two kids. The two kids grew up to be very grounded adults that also have kids. As a whole, they're a good family. They're a good family organically grown family that doesn't suffer with all this bullshit and nonsense. But the way my mother talks about them is some disgusting, trifling behavior. And it's all because of jealousy. Jealousy, right? So there's these people out there, like my mother, who will sit there and point their fingers and be jealous of everybody, but they won't get off their fucking ass and do the work themselves, right? Right? When I was doing this work on myself, and I still do it, and now I'm in a position, I position myself to where I'm helping other people go through what I've been through. Because I see how much time has been taken from my life. We're talking half my life was spent under uh, this person's poverty cloud. Cloud of poverty. Lack mentality. You know, I... As much, I don't even think I really hold any resentment towards my father anymore. I think I'm just kind of over it. I just, he has no, he has very little, he has no effect on my life anymore. But my mother just won't fucking quit. Okay? I live in another country from my mother, right? Now, a few years ago, my grandmother passed away. And there was an, an inheritance that was, uh divvied out amongst the family. The first things my mother was talking about doing with her money was talking about getting private eyes and hit men and all sorts of shit. Exposing people, just this trifling behavior. It was quite disturbing to hear it all, but I just figured, oh, it's just all talk, but no. Because this is when things around me have increased. So the more I've been waking up and seeing the truth and you know, trying to talk to my mother about things that I feel that she's suffering with and trying to help her. It's like behind my back, she's been doing stuff to stop me because she knew this was all coming. You know, the stalking and the being followed. It got to a point where I had cut everyone out of my life. No one was left but her. And for some reason, this activity increased. It increased. And then, I, I feel I had some sort of spiritual walk-in. And I honestly feel that it was from, um, well, no, I don't honestly feel, I know. That it was from uh, my grandparents. My mother's father and mother, who were both passed on. It was like I had this flood of information and it was all directed at my mother like she was the head of the snake so I cut her off and lo and behold it all stopped the stalking the following all of it stopped And what I've come to conclude here is that um, I think she's put out some sort of a hit on me. Or she's gone to, uh, I was going to say spiritual practitioners, but I don't think that's the right choice of words. She's gone to um, witch doctors, witches, practitioners, people who, who cast spells out. You see... A spell is just a collection of words. It's something you repeat over and over. You're putting into the universe. You're programming your mind to think that these things exist. And then you start trying it out on people around you. I saw her doing this, you know. Wishing my sister dead and saying it to me and try to get me to agree with it. If you're not agreeing with it, she starts piling more, 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 more until you agree, you know. Uh... You know, my sister has been struggling with drug addiction. Um, There's been a lot of, like, uh, well, you know what? To be honest with you, this is uh, stuff that is secondhand from my mother, so I don't even really know. But apparently there was some CPS involvement last year or earlier this year in Australia. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, it's a way of, she would just pile all this stuff up to where I actually at one point I feel very ashamed of this, but when my mother would say, "I wish she would just die so I can give those kids the life they deserve," and this and that, and I actually said, "Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe that, maybe that would be best." <laughs> I actually agreed with her, you know, because it got to the point where I thought that my sister was probably just going to OD or something like this, you know. Um, the, the The picture that I have of my sister is is not good. Uh, I saw some stuff last time I saw her when I went to Australia to visit, which I'll get into this in a second, because this involves my father, that I didn't like. You know, my sister basically was living in what's... Her house was like a crack den. You know, a lot of meth and glass and stuff like this. So, we'll go ahead and start talking about um, my father here, and how everything kind of culminated a few years back, which led to my awakening. I had received some messages from, um, my sister's kid's father. They never got married. They're not even together, but the kids kind of go back and forth between my sister and the father of the kids. He had contacted me and said my sister was in a really bad way and that he had found some crack pipes in her house. Um... And they were like in arm's reach of the kids. Stuff like this. i had flown out to Australia uh, to visit. And I went to go see my sister. I stayed with her for a couple days. And I did witness all this. It was very much true. But the environment that my sister had um, my niece in. And my nephew. But I'm going to focus on my niece here. Was absolutely deplorable. Um, at the time, I think my niece was about six and I remember in the middle of the night, I woke up and I heard her, uh, calling out my name. And so I opened up the door and there was my niece walking down the hallway, half naked. And there was this, uh, very large, sweaty, hairy Serbian man that I'd never seen before on drugs, following my niece down the hallway. It was like the only way I could really describe it, and I haven't seen anything like this myself. I've only seen stuff like this in the movies. But it was like um, something out of like a red room, you know? And if you don't know what that is, just look it up. It's just uh, red rooms are like things on the dark web uh, where they broadcast kids being abused, okay? So this is the vibe I got from the environment my sister had her kids in I ended up having some words with my sister and I left her place and uh, I was staying with my aunt and uncle and I was trying to get everybody to kind of gather and I uh, I was trying to have like I wanted to stage an intervention for my sister and my mother was like really fueling this up right Um, Looking back now, it was very inappropriate the way she did it. Uh, It it just all makes sense now with what I've come to find out about her mental illness. But I got wrapped up in it, and I um, wanted to really try and do something, like get my sister into a rehab or something. So I had reached out to my father, and uh, at the time, he and I... We were on talking terms, but uh, it was, (sighs) there's just always been like these um, periods of time where we talk and don't talk. And when we talk, it's very like on eggshells, you know. But I'd reached out to him and I said, look, this is the deal. Just have a think about it. This is what I'm wanting to do. I'm hoping that, you know, you'll help with this. I was thinking that he would fly out to Australia from London and maybe we in my mind, I was thinking, oh, maybe this is his chance to get in there and and uh, do right by my sister. You know, apologize for the things that happened when we were kids. All this, because I really feel that uh, my the way my sister is uh, is just a direct result of my mother and father. She got it. W- she got it a lot worse than I did because she was older. Um, so I reached out to him and uh, I just said, look. This is what's going on, yada, yada, yada. And you see, these beatings that my father put my sister through were crazy. Crazy beatings. Hyper, hyper, hyper violence. Really, really violent. Um, I can't emphasize violence enough. Hyper, hyper violence on a little girl. I remember uh, the last time I saw my stepmother, um, how long ago has it been? I think uh, eight years or something now. We crossed paths uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, and we went out to lunch. I hadn't seen her, I think, in 10 years. And uh, it's like I see her once every 10 years. And we were, you know, I was discussing to her how I would, at this point, I was already doing quite a lot of work on myself. I grew up with a very bad temper because of my father. Um, all stuff I've, I've since worked through. My stepmother was saying, oh, she was proud that I managed to work through a lot of my wounding and all this stuff. And this was before I really did the gist of it. She made this comment I'll never forget. She said, uh, yeah, your father still hasn't done that work. He's still like that. Which blows my mind, right? You know, see, when I woke up to, you know, when we had these little awakenings, right, and we see each other, or... Sorry, we see ourselves like we're a fly on the wall. You know, that's the universe waking you up to behaviors that don't that don't suit you. Um, when I woke up to all that, I reached out to people in my past, people that I felt that I, I didn't treat correctly, and I apologized. Um, and it was very powerful doing that. Some people I heard from, some people I didn't. And that's okay. It's not about that. It's about... You putting it out there You know Just doing the right thing But I've never Ever Ever Witnessed any of this You know Doing the right thing uh, By my father Or my mother I mean Neither one of them I Could probably count on one hand How many times They've said sorry About things they've done It's just not something People do in my family They don't say sorry It shows weakness Right I think it It shows a very strong person Somebody who can apologize. It shows tremendous growth. Tremendous growth. It really is like a secret to life. Apologizing for trifling behavior and then growing beyond that. It's like uh, it like increases your internal superpowers. But anyway, back to my father. So I reached out to him and I told him what was going on. I said, look, don't reach out to her. Just have a think about it. Call me tomorrow. So the next day he calls me and he says, well, I've just spoken to your sister. And uh, she said that uh, you're the one who's like that. You're doing this. You're doing that. Like she flipped the script, right? And the thing is, deep down, he knew that that was all a lie. But he chose to believe her. And the reason why, and it took me a little bit of time to figure this out, was because he wants to actually keep her sick, right? He wants to keep her sick. My father's probably seen my sister twice in 20 years. And every time he's seen her, it's like a huge catastrophe happens. The way he speaks about her is absolutely disgusting. Just horrible, horrible shit. You know, it's like my sister never had a fucking chance. But when he told me that he had called her and done this, I, I was really quite shocked. But it was this comment... This one comment was the trigger for my spiritual awakening, my full spiritual awakening. And it started with me seeing the truth about my father, for real. All the doubt that I had over the years about it, it all dissipated after he said this to me. He said, I don't know why your sister turned out this way, but I want nothing to fucking do with it. That comment right there was it. That comment right there allowed me to see the coward. The narcissist. Looking back now, I'm so grateful of the gifts that he gave to me when he said that. But in that moment, I, I realized, or I felt anyway, that I'd been living a lie. That everything that I thought was truth was all a lie it was all an illusion I stopped drinking after that conversation too that was three years ago I just had this um, something came over me where I just felt like oh my god I need to make up for lost time right I was looking back at my life and seeing how in areas of my life he had systematically controlled things to stop me Right, not wanting me to find myself become the man and the person that I was always supposed to be because of the truth, he didn't want me to see the truth I haven't spoken to my father or my sister since my father also lied to my stepmother about the truth and what really took place in that conversation I haven't heard from my stepmother either which there's absolutely no reason why her and I shouldn't be talking There was things that came up in the conversation with my father um, where when he said that to me, I attacked him. I attacked him for some trifling behavior that he has been involved in in his life, which I won't discuss. But I called him out on it, and he got scared, and he created a wedge between me and my stepmother, so I would never have the opportunity to speak to her and tell her the actual truth because if she knew the truth she would leave him. And that's all I'll say about that. You know, as I started to do all this work on myself, it's like there's been a mass exodus of people from my life. But it's been me removing, I don't know who's, well, I guess it's them, me removing them from my life really seeing how every individual that has caused some sort of karmic situation in my life was just a reflection of one of my parents. I've attracted women over the decades that were my mother and father combined, always cheated on, always lied about. I've been thrown in jail numerous times for shit that I never, ever did by these people, by these exes. In fact, it's, it's, it's quite interesting, and I've I put all this to paper, and what I mean by that is I, I have written a book, which I'll be putting out sometime probably over the next year or two. As I started to put all this to paper, I just saw these patterns in my life. It's like all the things I've been accused of in my life that I never did were all things that my father has never been brought to justice for. All the trifling shit my mother's done over the years is all shit that I've had to pay for. So what is that? Well, that's generational karma, right? Someone's got to pay for it. See, here's how it works, right? Generational karma is actually very, very simple to break down. So now you guys have a good idea of my mother and my father and my sister and what she's become. She has not woken up. She's in a very bad way. I'm the polar opposite. So we have two polar opposites here. We have negative and positive. I'm the positive polarity. And my sister is the negative polarity. I call myself the positive polarity because I've woken up to all this stuff. And I've been transmuting it. Trying to help other people now see these things in their life. Healing this childhood trauma. This shadow work. That's what that is. But the thing is when your parents don't do that. It automatically goes to the kids. So it went to me and my sister. However, I've transmuted it. So it's all in my sister. She has not done anything with it. She's basically my mother and father combined into one, but on steroids. She's like the extreme version of both of them. Incredibly violent. Heavy, heavy drug abuse. Gaslighting. Pathological lying. Uh, She's a thief. My mother's a thief. My mother has been doing this stuff... Year after year after year after year. And it's not even that she needs to steal. She just steals for no reason. Right? It's like self-sabotage. She always needs to feel like... You know what it is? She's so used to being in that place of fear and anxiety that now she just creates situations around her that keep her in that place. And she wants me to be there with her, my sister and my niece and nephew and everybody else you know I uh, I was recently talking to a family member and I said the only way I'll ever talk to her is if I see paperwork that she's gotten help for her mental illness personally I think that she needs to be in a uh, facility and I'm not trying to be funny they're cute this is very serious it's a very serious illness and she's affected countless people with this behavior and uh, the fact that she tried to stop me from succeeding and is still trying to do things behind the scenes, I mean, that's it, you know? And it, it's crazy to me because of what I do. I, I, I guess you could call me a spiritual practitioner. I'm here to help people. I'm here because I want to better myself. I want to help people get on a path so they can better themselves themselves. This is what I'm all about. Just getting to the root of things and pulling out those thorns. Whatever it is, you know, I have no problem looking at myself in the mirror and facing all the things I've done in my life head on. I've already done all that. And I'm still working on some things too. But for the most part, I live a very, very, very quiet, humble, I keep to myself, and I'm in service 24-7. Spiritual service. This is what I'm here for, but how is it? It's like I was born. I feel like I was born inside of a, uh, inside of a hive. Okay, imagine this. Okay, there's a wasp hive, and somehow, you know, it's almost like immaculate conception. Okay, so like, uh, just imagine like an ant, all of a sudden, is birthed, in the middle of a wasp hive, and their whole life, they're told that they're one of those wasps too. Right, but they can't figure out why they can't they can't fly out of the hive, right? They're just c- trying to find their way out, crawling through endless catacombs of honeycomb. That's been my life. But then finally, I walked my little auntie legs to the edge of that to the edge of that hive. And I was like, wait a second. Stuck to the hive, all covered in honey and shit. And I realized that I'm not one of them at all what is this it's like um, it's like I've been spiritually imprisoned my entire life why and then I look at where I came from and I come from demons they're demons so and again I'm not saying that to be cute this is actually a real thing so a positive polarity is an angel and a negative polarity is a demon. Now, there's certain behavioral patterns that fall in the angel category, and there's certain ones that fall in the demon category. I probably don't need to go down all of them. I'm sure you guys can figure it out for yourself. But let me just say this. Narcissism, gaslighting, child abuse, a lifetime of psychological manipulation, manipulation, And all this mental illness does not fall under the angel frequency. The more I've done this work, the more attacked, the more attacks I've received. You know, when you start to do this work, you'll know it's working. Because friends of decades, people you've known your entire life, are exiting in droves. The reason why is because you finally see them for who they fucking are. Complete narcissist.